listening you guys i realize it's not easy charlie the dog and i have to listen to these two jokers every day all right you guys what's going on welcome to episode 363 now of the ron and don show live from the Les schwab studio what's up ron and don nation hey coming up on the ron and don show it's black history month and so we want to talk about that because some things that are happening that are not awesome especially at local churches synagogues universities uh, also, I want to make sure that we talk about our African-American clients this year, because we have worked really hard. Real estate has not always been fair, sometimes ever been fair, black people. So we have worked really hard to help our black clients. And there's something that a very successful black client told me this week. She is a phenomenal attorney for trial and she told me something that was really just stunning Zoom call, and I'm going to share it with you. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Whoopi Goldberg is on The View. You know that she's African-American, and it is Black History Month. And they're talking about the Holocaust, and they're talking about Jewish people. And Whoopi Goldberg came out and said that when it came to the Holocaust, it really wasn't about racism. It was about man versus man and just getting out of control as a result of that she's been shouted down by a lot of folks and she has now been suspended from the view which is interesting during black history month and some people now are coming out and saying hey whoopi goldberg was just giving an opinion and are we going to sit there and cancel people's opinion on a talk show where she's getting paid to give you an opinion and it might be an opinion that you don't agree with but that's why Whoopi Goldberg was on there in the first place. Your thought on her suspension? Uh, I, I haven't, in full disclosure, I haven't watched the entire uh, clip. Uh, I'm aware of this. I, I agree with sort of the latter point. It's, it's, it's a case-by-case deal. So, for instance, let's, uh, I'll reference like the Joe Rogan thing. Joe Rogan had this deal with misinformation. Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and Niels Lofgren, all these people, and Brene Brown, all were like, hey, we're going to pull our stuff off of Spotify. And then Joe Rogan came out and he's like, hey, uh, I'm a Neil Young fan and I can do better. And so he's going to try to do better. And whoa, 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 whoa. You're reading the headline there. You didn't read the substance of the story. He still there were There were lots of headlines that said that Joe Rogan apologized. And you read that on on papers that are to the left, like Vanity Fair. But then when you really read what he said, He went through and blow by blow, he said, here's what the CDC said. Here's what Dr. Fauci said. Here's what we were told to do, and here's what happened. And he did it over and over and over again. And he said, I'm just trying to make the point that they said, and then then they said, and, and, and he tried to focus on the fact that everybody thinks this is disinformation. And some of it is. That's what's right. so confusing about it. Right. It's like he made some really good points in the midst of all this disinformation. And that's my opinion and my opinion. But when he came out and said, hey, I'm a Neil Young fan, I can do better. 
I I watched the whole ten minute video and I didn't walk away going, he's a Neil Young fan. He's gonna do better. He really dug in and defended himself and he really got after people because he is the number one bread earner for Spotify. And 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 I will say that he did take a softened stance. It, it was it may be a list, but he certainly didn't didn't apologize. Okay, so I I, I will agree with you because I didn't watch the whole ten minute thing. My point being though is if there's a sliding scale here, if someone is in the public domain like Whoopi Goldberg or Joe Rogan, if you say something in where you are uninformed, people have the right to be uninformed, even if you're on a platform. Now I know that so it's great point. It's though. not mandatory like Whoopi Goldberg is not a doctor Joe Rogan's not a doctor so you have a right to be uninformed or to say something stupid like God knows I said many stupid things over the years when we were on the radio I was, I was there and and sometimes some news would break and you have to become a self-described expert in two hours to be able to have an interview with a you know a general for instance and like you know nothing about the Middle East and you still got to do an interview so like I know what it's like to be dumb or to, to say the wrong well, thing. Well, you, you did always point out the Middle East is in the Middle East. Correct. So so I, I guess my, my point that I'm trying to bring home here is that I would like to live in a world where if Whoopi Goldberg was just uninformed or misspoke, that she gets the chance to not be suspended over that. And also, if you have 200 doctors that come out against Joe Rogan and say, this is med- this is this episode. Those doctors didn't say we want to cancel the whole show. They asked Spotify to remove the episodes with demonstrably false information. I think both of those things are reasonable. Like we don't have to whipsaw react to everything. You could say, "Whoopi, do you she might be thinking race in her mind is black white. Not race being uh Jewish non-Jewish. Now let, let, now, now let me tell you this. People love this in the broadcast community. Joe Rogan loves this. It's great for him, his brand, because I, I've never listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, really, and I listened to all 10 minutes the other day of what he had to say on a Sunday on his cell phone. First time I've ever really heard Joe Rogan, and I have a lot of friends that listen to Joe Rogan, and they like him. And all of a sudden, I got exposed to Joe Rogan because of the controversy. Whoopi Goldberg, like, this is great for the view. Uh, when things happen with, with Sharon Osbourne, it's great for the view. When things happen with, with Heather McCain, it's great for the view. Because the, people tune in the next day when Whoopi's not there, and they want to know who's going to be there and what are they going to say, and are ladies going to talk about this? And then, and then there'll be a big thing when Whoopi comes back. Ellen DeGeneres, when she had all these issues and problems with his, her talk show, her talk show ratings had never been higher. So at the end of the, end of the day, all this controversy, it makes a lot of these companies a lot of money. Uh, and that's the bottom line. See you on this side of this. Hey, you guys. So what is your story? That's what Ron and I have done on the radio for decades and here on the podcast is we tell people's stories. And you know what? Chances are, if you've lived here in the great specific Northwest, as my son likes to call it, you probably have a Les Schwab story where you've stopped by, maybe you bought some tires from the other guys, they fix it anyways and they send you on your way. Or, or 
is when you go to the other guys, not only do they charge you, they're like, yeah, we can't fix your one tire. You need 12 tires. And you're like, but I only have four tires on this rig. They upsell and upsell and upsell. You don't have to worry about that at Les Schwab. Hey, and here's something cool. They're celebrating the fact that they've been around now for 70 years. And Ron, everyone could go out and win a $700 gift certificate. How do you do that? Yeah, you go to leschwab.com, tell your Les Schwab story, and enter to win. And that's just a great way to get $700. Bucks. While you're online, schedule a free pre-trip safety check. Uh, we're in the dead of winter. We're going to go into spring. You should just get stuff checked out. It's a safety visual inspection. It includes your tires, wheels, alignment, brakes, shocks, and struts, all absolutely free of charge. Schedule your uh, safety check at leschwab.com, or you can stop by your local Les Schwab store and just tell them Ron and Don sent you. Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community. And knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now. And we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back. It is Black History Month, and uh, it's interesting to me, because we heard a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement, Ron. We haven't heard so much about the Black Lives Matter movement anymore. There's been some study on policing as we've defunded police departments. Uh, a lot of city councils now, including ours, are saying, hey, we need to fund these police departments. We need cops to come back. The culture within police departments hasn't really changed. Um, and here we are, and it's Black History Month. And I think it's a good time to stop and, and, and say, how are we doing with Black Lives Matter? And how are we doing with this movement? And how are we doing with policing? And we've talked a little about coaching and the NFL and 
uh, the lawsuit that's going on there. What do, you, what do you think about as you're thinking about Black History Month and kind of where we're at with this movement that really changed America during the pandemic, or did it? Uh, the thing that I go back to is this may have been two years ago or so now. We had more more your friends and my friends, Ed and Doc, uh, on the show a couple times. They are both uh, black men that live here in Seattle. And I think it was Doc that said, it's not my job to educate white people. He goes, it's not my job to go through life uh, in addition to everything that I'm doing in my job and with my family and my career and my social engagements. It's not my job to educate everybody on, on these issues. And I really took that to heart. And he challenged me to go read something. Like I pick out a book and read it. And so what I try to do, and I would encourage everyone uh, to do, it's, it's sort of the least you can do, is once every quarter, once every six months, once every year, depending on how much you read, get a, a, a book by a black author and either read it or listen to it on Audible. And so, you know, a, a couple ones that come to mind easily for me, anything by ta Coates, that the nonfiction, he has one fiction book out, which would still be good to read, but I think is, is nonfiction stuff that will, will illuminate your mind. What about the reading the constitution? Oh, uh, that's right. There's not a lot of black people right. that were authored that. So um, a Baldwin, who I'm, I'm blanking on his first name, uh, a prominent author from the sixties and seventies. Uh, his stuff is great. I know we're not talking about Billy Baldwin. It's not Billy Baldwin. Yeah. It's not Alec Baldwin. Uh, and it's not Doug Baldwin. It's uh, it's a famous Baldwin. And you also have, there's a book out that I'm, I'm going through right now that's on Oprah's book club called Cast. Uh, I, I don't remember the author. But there are challenging books in, uh, out there that you just read, even if you disagree with it. Open yourself up to reading something uh, from someone who thinks differently than you. And... It's remarkable when you read these stories between the, the world and, and me, I believe is the name of the ta Coates book. If you read that book and it's a short read, if you read that book and it does not fundamentally change the way you view race in America, then, then nothing will. It, it is one of the most powerfully written, concise um, things that I've ever read to try to incorporate these ideas. And so that, that would be the thing for me. It's like every white people educate yourself, like go open yourself up to these other sources and read. watch the Colin Kaepernick miniseries on Netflix. Um, and when you find yourself bristling against something, ask yourself why, like that's how we're going to change. If you don't have proximity to a lot of people that don't look like you seek them out in the written word, seek them out online, seek them out on YouTube, and even if it makes you uncomfortable, that's the point. The Fire Next Time, I think, by James Baldwin. James Baldwin, that's who it is. Mm, what yeah. about you? What are, how do you view it? it? I view it in the way that I think I framed it. Uh, we defunded the police, now we're funding the police. Which, we need to fund the police. But did we rethink the police? I think there's a couple communities that have the courage to do that. But for the most part, No. I don't think we did. Uh, I think it's astonishing that that in the NFL, all these coaching jobs just came open, and it was all young white guys that got hired. And now you have a young black coach 
suing the whole NFL. And as a result of that, he may end up like like Colin Kaepernick did. And and he he knew this when he filed the lawsuit. I may never I may never work in this game again. And yet you think about what John Gruden said about black people and calling them rubber lips. In in a couple of years, John Gruden will be back in the league and he'll he'll be coaching. The Washington Commanders, what do you, what do you what are you the commanders of? I don't I don't totally get that and understand that. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, the Chiefs? Like watching the Chiefs play, and I'm thinking in terms of black and brown people, and mostly white, fat Kansas Cityans, and that, you know, all that Kansas City food we had, just even tomahawk chop, and just I I'm I'm like. What, what's the difference really between what was going on in Washington and what's happening in Kansas City right now? So I, I think the real issue, and I know the issue has been for me, is I just have a hard time seeing it sometimes. Like I, I'm, I'm in the proximity of, of black people so that they can point these things out to me because a lot of times I can't see them just because of my wiring, the way that I was raised. Uh, I was raised to say I don't see color. I was raised to say I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Uh, I was raised to think that there were Negroes and N-words is what it was taught in my family. I was, I was raised to think that. It's part of my wiring. So to overcome that takes a lot of work, and, and I continue to try to do work every day. But, but I have to say, I don't think we rethought the police department. I think we de- defund those. We're suffering now in Seattle because of that. Um, and, you know, the field that we work in, in real estate, it's a joke when it comes to giving black and brown families access to home ownership. Uh, it's a joke. And, and we're trying to do our level best, but it's not an uphill climb. It's like a mountain climb. We will see you on the other side of it. <laughs> Hey, it's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans, is the official mortgage guy of the Ron and Don Nation. And Mitch, I want to ask you this because I'm sure you get it every day just like we do. People want a crystal ball for the Puget Sound area real estate market. What's going to happen in 2022? When is the right time that I should buy? When is the right time I should sell? All of these questions, I, I get why people want to ask them, but from a, the finance mortgage side, how do you approach that? How do you think about that? Uh, because some of these things are unknowable, but people still want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I do sound a little biased, but I trust me, I'm not. Um, the right time to buy is now. Rates are predicted to go up just steadily for the next year or two. They've been pressing them down somewhat artificially, somewhat just due to the economy, but rates are down and they are not gonna stay that way, which means money's cheap. But unfortunately in this King County area, there's a lot of people getting paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So waiting might not be the call. As you wait longer and longer, there's all this tech money coming in. And even if rates go up, there's still going to be able to be, be people who are able to buy million dollar, $2 million homes. And there are a lot of them. I work with a lot of couples who both make 150K plus a year, right. right? And that buys you a lot of house and it will continue to buy a lot of house. So buying now before there's too many of those people is huge. You don't want it to turn into the next San Francisco and have missed out on buying your first home. So in the mortgage community, people are forecasting some rises coming in 2022. What does that mean for the sellers? 
where they're saying, I want to put my house on the market right now and then buy something else. Uh, again, we can't time the market, but what we can do is say, here's what we're seeing, right? Yeah, what we're seeing is selling's really easy, buying's hard. Okay. And unfortunately, that that may not change. It may change, um, but in the in the short term, sell, it's a seller's market, and gotcha. it has continued to be a seller's market. All right, he's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ronadon Nation. You can get him at Mitch.loans. That I almost said Mitch.weeks. Mitch.loans. This is website, Mitch.loans. Tell them you're with Ron and Don and you save half a percent on that new loan. Mitch, we appreciate it. Uh, the case study today. Yeah, switch to Mitch. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, the Ron and Don Show. Again, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. If you need us, just reach out. All you have to do is go to ronanddonsitdown.com and let's sit down today. All our radio and real estate stuff is at ronanddon.com. We, we had about a half a dozen clients last year that were African-American, which is really important to me. This year, uh, in fact, we just got off the phone last week with an African-American couple uh, that we're working with, trying to help. Uh, He's a police officer, and we also sat down with a a young African-American woman who's a great trial attorney, and she had reached out to us because she said, I listened to you guys on the radio for years, and I really trust you, and... She said something to me the other day as, as we talked about the kind of real estate that she's looking for. And she's been very successful, you guys, in her career. She's a very, very prominent attorney. And she said something as we're kind of talking about Black History Month and, and, and how far have we come and just kind of seeing where we're at. And she said something, and, and Ron, I don't know if you caught it, but she said, you know what? I didn't grow up knowing how to do this. I didn't grow up knowing how to build wealth. I make a lot of money, but I've never built wealth. So I'm learning now to build wealth. And for her to share that with us um, was extraordinary. And I think we all have to understand. I think a lot of us feel that way. I feel that way. But specifically in the black and brown communities, that has not been taught. The thing that I love now in the state of Ohio, before you can graduate in the state of Ohio, you have to be able to show that you can balance a checkbook. You have to be able to explain how you get a credit score in the three different bureaus. You have to be able to explain uh, how you buy a piece of real estate and what a real estate contract is. Things that will help you in life beyond trigonometry that will help you understand If you want to get in that lane of building wealth for yourself and historically for your family, this is how you can do this. And the important thing about wealth, you guys, isn't about having 29 homes and and driving the coolest car. It's about having access to health care and health and hospitals. And it's also about having access to universities. Blows me away this week that dozens and dozens of universities, black universities, because it's Black History Month, People have been calling in bomb scares. Unbelievable to me. Just unbelievable. But let's go back to what our clients said about wealth and never really learning or understanding how to build wealth. Uh, Ron, I'll let you take it right here. How do you, how do, you do that? Well, again, I always like to do the quick disclaimer before we launch this part, this part or this theme. I am not a financial advisor, but uh, like you, I have had some great mentors that have 
taught me how to think about this a little bit differently. Uh, and I think that I am well, I'm very proud of the fact that um, people of color have said they've trusted us with their real estate journey. It, it starts with, I think, finding a partner that will meet you where you're at. And in a lot of ways, um, I know when I was trying to make strides in this area, there's an embarrassment that comes along with acknowledging that you don't know much. At least I felt embarrassed. And so I, I would think of myself and go, oh, I, I'm a successful broadcaster, or I've really done X, Y, or Z, or I'm a homeowner, whatever that thing is, and then go to go to someone else and go, I, if I'm honest, I have no idea what I'm talking about here. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what these things mean, and I need some help. And that many times, especially if you've had some success vocationally, that's the hardest thing. Is And sometimes it's the most basic thing where we can say something as simple as, let's just see where you're at. Like, let's talk to a lender and see what your credit score is. See if there's any blemishes on the report. See what you qualify for. Get a financial picture so that we know where you're at, and then we can define where you want to be. Like, there's a lot of folks that just even that step in and of itself is scary because they go, Oh my God, I had that Bon Marche card back in the day that I bought a stereo and, and three pairs of sneakers on and I know it went into default. What, what is that going to mean? I had that student loan uh, when I went to you know the UW and I bet that thing's lurking in there and I just don't want to know. I don't want to open that Pandora's box up. I don't want to know. I know there's been some stuff that's happened and ah, I would rather ignore that than ever opening that box up to say, hey, maybe it is time in my life to build wealth. And to do that, I'm going to open this up. And I, you've shared the story a couple of times. There was a different Don O'Neill that showed up on your credit report that damn near tanked your ability to make strides forward. And you had to deal with that. Don O'Neill at Microsoft. And, and so <laughs> I've had things like that where you pull something open and you're like, that's not my thing. Yeah. I don't owe child support because I don't have any children. <laughs> what is that doing on my credit report? And yeah. so taking those steps and taking those strides yeah. for a lot of people is, is very hard. And I, I hopefully, if there's anything that's come through in this segment, at least we try to be a safe Harbor for that. We try to be sensitive to where you're coming from, what your background is, what maybe you've had to overcome in your life just yeah. to be where you're at. And then and maybe give you one or two things to think about that maybe you hadn't thought about before. Yeah. Really cool. Hey, you guys, uh, that's the end of episode 363. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. How about the Ron and Don Nation news? Just go to ronanddon.com. Get signed up for the newsletter. We don't sell that off. We don't spam you. We just write something one time a week. Usually we don't spell check, uh, but it doesn't matter because uh, we're old and we can't see anymore. So, anyway. And you have thick thumbs when you're typing <laughs> on your phone. That's right. Hey, coming up next episode, I think you'll really like it. We're going to talk to one of my great personal friends, Detective Mike McGann from Seattle Police Department. Or is he still with the Seattle Police Department? Hmm, that's interesting. And then also, I hope he'll share a little bit with you about what he did as young cop as far as buying up real estate and building wealth that way. In fact, I had asked him at one point to go sit down with a young African-American trooper that is a good friend of mine. And I said, Mike, would you sit with him and you talk real estate? Mike did, and now that young trooper 
was the one that we were on with last week and his wife talking about acquiring a second home. He has a first home, talking about buying a second home, right? Mike had had that discussion with him, which is really cool. So we'll see you for episode 364. All right? You keep your head up, you keep your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time right here only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. <laughs>